Hello and welcome to the Star Wars Show, the best place for below average Star Wars. I'm Peter and I'm joined by Ian. Ian, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, really good, man. Obviously, it's tough times in the world with uh, COVID-19 on the loose and everyone socially isolating, but we've still got Star Wars to talk about and consume. We do, mate, yeah. It's keeping me going at the moment. It is indeed. <laughs> same here, buddy. Same here. So this week, just to get straight at it, um, we've decided to review the Kanan comic book series, which started in 2015. Um, and it was essentially a comic book series that was released to sort of tell the prequel story of Kanan and Jarrus from the Star Wars Rebels TV series. Um, and the reason why we decided to do this is because, obviously, in that Clone Wars trailer that dropped just before Clone Wars returned, obviously, we saw sort of the Jedi Council speaking in holograms, and we saw uh, Jedi Master uh, Deepa Bilbar uh, and the parlor one was next to her, who is, of course, a young Kanan. Um, <laughs> yeah, Caleb Doom. Um, and obviously, we get sort of that story, maybe, in these comics. That's why I chose to review it. It's connected that way. And it was also, I mean, these comics, obviously, they're written by Greg Wiseman. And, um, like, Aaron Marine these and absolutely loving them. Like, I think the Star Wars comics have been really good. But, like, these ones in particular have been, a, like, a like a top level, if that makes sense. Yeah, these are these are comics are in my top three, I would say. Yeah, they're, they're really, really good. So, so again, it gives me you know, like just an excuse for you to revisit these. So that's been quite cool to sort of go back and read them. Um, so I, I think how we're going to do it is we're going to spin like two parts. So I'm going to sort of take the lead on volume one, which is called the last part of one, and then Ian's going to take the lead on volume two, first blood. <laughs> Um, the comic series only ran for two volumes, um, which sort of makes sense with it being a prequel because it pretty much runs up to, obviously, Rebels and you get the story continued there. Um, which is a shame because, like I said, it was a really, really good book. But as you know, you kind of run stories forever, especially if you're telling it in other mediums as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to start off by sort of, obviously, volume one, the last part of one, was written by Greg Wiseman, who was also a producer on Star Wars Rebels especially the early seasons. Um, so obviously he writes these books here, so obviously he knows Kanan quite a lot based on obviously how connected he was to the series. Um, and the art is done by Pepe Larraz and Joe Capo Capagni, and the colorist is David Curell. And a strange one here, obviously this is like 2015, but like, so the story group members involved for Lucasfilm were Rain Roberts, Pablo Hidalgo and Lee Lin Chi. So just the three sort of story executives there. Obviously, as we know now, there's quite a lot of names there. And a few of those guys have moved up into more senior positions. Um, so I thought it was quite quite cool to see. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I can't recommend this comic high enough and I can't wait to talk about the issues, to be honest. They're great. Yep. So I'm just going to start off by reading sort of the... All the comics have like a, a crawl text in the front of them, similar to the movies. So I'm just going to start off by reading the crawl text from... Kanan Volume 1. The last Padawan. It is a dark time for the galaxy. It's been years since the fall of the Republic when Chancellor Palpatine gave Order 66, wiping out the peacekeeping Jedi Order and rising to the role of Emperor. Since then, the Emperor and his Imperial forces have ruled the galaxy with an iron fist. The people have lived under the yoke of Imperial oppression and the sparks of rebellion have begun in secret. Small clusters of rebels have begun fighting for freedom. One such rebel band is home to Kanan Juris, a mysterious former Jedi who has spent years hiding his force powers and lightsaber. 
not even in his companions, no, sorry, not even his companions know his true past. And he was once a young Jedi Padawan named Caleb Doom fighting in the Clone Wars under his master, Deepa Bilabar. Uh, so I sort of loved that. It was sort of like a, a good tie to sort of the Rebels TV show. Um, and to me, when I was reading that crawl, the bit where it says um, not even his companions uh, know his true past, and that he hides his force powers in his lightsaber. When I read that sentence, it took me back to sort of that scene in Rebels when they're trying to save the Wookiees. And yeah. he's like, and he knows he has to ignite his lightsaber because the, the, to, save the, the, out, yeah. to save the crew. And he's like, yeah. uh, and asks him a question. I can't really ask somebody. But, and and um, Kieran says, there, so he goes, uh, something's about to happen. That's not happened for like a long, long time. Yeah, Ezra says to him, because uh, Ken is like, oh, I think it's time we let people in on the secret. And Ken, uh, Ezra's like, what secret? He's like, oh, uh, I think he's like, kids, everyone's about to find out the secret. And then obviously he glances like Yeah, it's a very powerful moment there. It's where he, not only is he sort of sacrificing himself, because as you know, the Jedi, the true path of Jedi is sort of self-sacrifice without wanting any return. Is that, you know, when he needs to save this crew, he needs to save the Wookiees. And the only way to do that is to ignite his lightsaber, which gives him a better chance in the battle, but it also um, confuses the enemy because they're like, "What a Jedi! What? We haven't seen them in a long time." Yeah, you can um, tell the stormtroopers' reaction that they, uh, yeah, and it, have gone into myth at this point. Yeah, I mean, even the agent Callus was like, "Oh, like I need to go and ring up the uh, Inquisitor here because I don't want to deal with it." Um, so, so yeah, so it's sort of a selfless act by Kanan. Obviously, it would be an easier life for him if he didn't out himself. But he does out himself. Yeah. So just starting with the book, it starts off. What I really enjoy about this book is it starts off like like an episode of Rebels. So it's the ghost crew on board the ship, and uh, it's the way it's written is very Rebels. The way everyone's the different characters are talking yeah. is very much in their unique styles, which is very cool. And obviously, with Greg Wiseman being a producer on the show, I'm sure I think he wrote on the show as well. To be honest with you, uh, but yeah. I don't know if I'm sure. But um, so obviously he gets these guys and he's writing this so he knows what he's doing. And uh, they're going to be doing a milk run for the Talking Town Refugees. Yeah. Um, Lothal, yeah. Yep, the Talking Town Refugees on Lothal, um, which is like a big plot in I think the first two seasons of Rebels. Yeah, you see it in Rebels and then they end up uh, burning it, don't they? Darth Vader ends up burning it to try and draw the Rebels out in season two. It does indeed, yeah. Um, so again, like the sort of, as we found out in the beginning of Rebels, the guys tend to be the ghost crew tend to be running errands to sort of get supplies, and it's usually food supplies and things like that. Sometimes weapons, but mainly things like food and stuff, which obviously like everyone needs to live. Um, so they're going to do a milk run, and essentially what you find is on the planet Kala, and then it shows you Kanan's face, and then it cuts the next panels like a young Kanan, and it's like, welcome to Kala, and it shows you like the war zone. Yeah, 15 years prior to this, it shows obviously them in the Battle of Kala during the Clone Wars. Yeah, so one of the things I like straight away, especially like in the, so obviously I'm reading the trade paperback, so it's split into like six, so like chapter one's called Fight, and this would have been like one weekly issue, uh, that's like straight away after sort of the ghost crew introduction, and it's straight into the war zone, so, so you can see like this is young Kanan, because um, he does look different, he's young, B, like he's got his Padawan braid, he's short hair, he's got his Jedi cloak on, Um. And straight away, I've noticed the book sort of sets up uh, two relationships. One is Kanan and the clones. Yeah. And how, um, like, especially there's, like, there's Captain Styles and there's Commander Grey. Yeah. Who they, they must be, like, um, like Commander Cody and Captain Rex yeah, for yeah. this for this battalion, like, Kenobi's and Anakin's was, like I said, Rex and Cody. Um, 
and straight away like these guys have a similar relationship to the Jedi where like they've been fighting for like three years um so the friends comrades trust each other in battle life and death um and the book sets out that relationship up that like that um deeper and Kit well we'll just call him Kanan but like Kanan of Doom Kanan Kanan. Yeah, Kanan. yeah 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 um, Jedi name, yeah like have this like strong strong relationship with their clones which is cool and also that's a relationship between Kanan and his master uh, which is very cool and it also shows you just how um, I wouldn't say powerful but like how formidable uh, Deepa is yeah um, She's obviously she's quite a thoughtful Jedi. She thinks quite a lot. Um, she's obviously good with the lightsaber, but not necessarily as good as like Master Windu, for example. But like, she's very controlled in her thoughts, and she seems like a very good strategist. Is what we find out. If I'm correct, I think Mace Windu was a Jedi Master. I think. Oh, maybe I didn't correct. know that. Pretty sure she is. He is. That would be pretty cool. Uh, I'll have to look that one up once we're finished here. Learn something new every day. Um, no, that that would be good. So. We end up with this battle on Kala and sort of the Republic are trying to take a city um, held by the Separatists and General Cleave. General Cleave, yeah. And he looks pretty badass. He's got like a sort of a, an eye patch, but it's not an eye patch. It's like a, almost like a viewer. Like a, it gives him better yeah, it's eyesight. Like a, it's like a cybernetic type of eye type thing. Yeah, and he's got horns. I'm not sure what species he is, but he does have horns, but I don't think he's Deveronian. Um, he's got pointy ears. have to look out now, <laughs> Yeah. But, um, so he's sort of, they've got control of the city at the minute. Um, you see the Jedi are coming in on the city. Um, and, sort uh, yeah, of... and he knows, he knows that he's defeated, so he ends up uh, surrendering the world to the Republic. Yeah, basically, Deepa has outsmarted him, um, and the strategy's going to work. And he's like, I'm going to leave the planet. Um, gets his shot already. He speaks to the sort of, uh, he's called uh, Gamud Key. And I think he's yeah. some sort of high up guy. Yeah, he's the leader on Kala. of the Kalorans. Uh, so he says, I'm going to leave. And he's like, What do you mean you're going to leave? And he goes, uh, Nah, like the, the battle's lost. And I don't know. He doesn't want to be captured by the Republic, obviously. Yeah. And it also shows that maybe he doesn't truly believe in. Sort of what this, yeah. I think maybe the separatist idea. I think yes, but then once you actually get involved in it and you realize that, like, not all as it seems, and Dooku's keeping things secret and stuff like that, like, I think he probably thinks, like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. And then obviously, this opportunity comes up, yeah, and he's like, nope, I'm leaving to see you there. Yeah, he is a, he is a Deveronian, by the way. He is. Oh, he is. Oh, well, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Essentially, he leaves. Um, essentially, yeah, as, as he leaves, he says, "Oh, yeah, I know you didn't like the separatist alliance." And then he says, "Oh, how? Uh, how uh, we'll see how you like Republic tyranny," which is a good line as he's leaving. Yeah, definitely, especially with what it, what it becomes. Because um, we all all know deep down the separatist is always going to be a lost cause, but there's people in it who generally believe in the cause, what the cause actually stands for. We all know it's a means to an end for the Sith to take over the galaxy. But there is, it is nice to see Separatists who actually believe in the cause. Well, yeah, I mean, if I mean, if you just want to like, quickly go off point there, but I think, like, obviously, I think Palpatine sets the Separatists up as a thing where you get sort of good, ideal people on that side and they become the enemy. And what it means is that when he takes over the Republic and turns into the Empire, 
half the good people aren't there to oppose him because they're already on the other side. So he separates them. Yeah. And obviously, so it means instead of just having Padme, Mon Mothma and Bail Organa to deal with, he would have maybe had more to deal with. But because he does this, he sort of separates them all. So he already creates a degree of separation in sort of the government. And then obviously it just makes it easier for him. He's a centre power. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, General Cleave sort of surrenders the world of Republic. He leaves. Um, and then we sort of go to the capital city where sort of uh, the Jedi go to see the... Uh, Gamble Keith and his, uh, his fellow Calorans there. And he's a bit like, I don't know, there's this character there um, who's not named at the time. Um and he's, he's like Yanis Kazmiri. That's him, yeah. So he becomes yeah. the main character later on. But he's yeah. like uh general sort of disrespects Jam by saying general, what's her name? Yeah. Um and he's a bit like He doesn't see the difference between the Republic or the Separatists. Yeah. Both sides of the same coin. Yeah. And then what you have is that like he asks sort of deeper <laughs> where they're gonna be staying. And she's like, Oh, we're gonna it's a nice it's a nice time of year, we're gonna stay in the fields. Yeah, we won't we won't bill it at your expense. Like the separatists were doing. Yeah. Um and then straight away she starts sort of training. They go into the fields and just training uh Kanan. Um and you see them training. Um Yeah, and he uh she uh, asks him what he feels and he uh, it's a weird statement because he says he feels he's at peace during a war, which uh, she she retorts like, Oh, it's an odd statement considering we're at war. And he says, Yeah, he says he knows but the galaxy's in untold suffering, but he can't help but help. He cannot help feeling that he's found his place in it. If she's like, uh, it's understandable, but you have to, uh, you have to be ready to adapt because the war won't go on forever, and the Jedi have to adapt. So that was a, that was a nice conversation between uh, Master and Padawan. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think like they also hint at like, like Kanan's quite a questionable student, so he, he answers, he asks a lot of questions about things. And like his time at the temple was perhaps he was a little bit mischievous, very um, inquisitive. Yeah, he'd yeah. ask questions. You get in a little bit of trouble. Obviously, in the temple, you can get boring. So you try to make your own fun. Where I think here at war, like you, do you know what I mean you're in the thick of it. Like yeah. there's no time to act on. And I think he feels at home there because he's no longer bored. If that makes sense. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and it's, it's like a clear. There's almost not time to think. It's almost like look like this is happening. The battle's happening. Quick, react. Yeah. Um, and I just want to talk about one cool thing that happens. Um, sort of having a conversation here, and sort of uh, deeper tells Kane, um, "You must not go too attached, too fond, too in love with life as it is now. These emotions are valuable and should and should not be suppressed. But you must learn to rule them, part of one." Lest yeah. they rule you, so it's sort of um, going against sort of the way the preach in the Jedi. I mean, just to say, yeah. like Deepa is on the Jedi High Council, um, he is, yeah. but like obviously the council, like, oh, like you can't have a tr- like you can't love people, you can't have these um, attachments attachments to people because yeah. the bad. But it's like, yeah, you know, if you look at Kenobi, he did have attachments, but he but he didn't let them rule his head. Yeah, and then you look at Anakin, who did have attachments and. Yeah. Not very bad. Yeah. So it goes to show, like, with those attachment, like Luke attachment to his father, but then, so when it, good as that, yeah. but then when it comes to it, he does throw the lightsaber away. Yeah. Um. 
so yeah, um, so sort of Kane sort of listens to that. Um, which obviously, as we go on into Rebels, we find out Kane obviously does have an attachment to his, to his Rebel family, his found family. Yeah. Um, you know how that ends um, <laughs> in, the, in the ultimate selfless act, which yeah. again proves that he is perhaps one of the better Jedi. That one seen. of the one of the finest, yeah, up there, yeah. actually, on the finest Jedi. Uh, yeah. Sort of with Qui Gon Jinn, with Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi, um, you know. Sort of, I would even go as far as to say, obviously, I, I don't know how his story ends, but I've just been reading, playing the bit in Jedi Fallen Order on, um, on Dathomir, yeah, where sort of Cal Kestis um, had his lightsaber broken. He goes away, remakes it, comes back, and then he's confronted by the Night Sister Merin. Yeah. And he uh, turns the saber off and talks to her and he throws it to her and he goes like that doesn't make me a lightsaber doesn't make you a Jedi. Um so again very much like you know what I mean, you, you can make the selfless act. You know, it's yeah. not a, it's not about being a warrior and it's not about having a lifesaver and it's not about no. ruling the galaxy. Um it's about doing the right thing. Yeah. Um so it sort of goes on a bit, um, yeah, then we come to the campfire where, uh, well, to be fair, Deppa does uh, came and asked her another question, and she says that she thinks the Jedi made a crucial error in taking military titles, and uh, the clones are like, "No, you can't, no, you can't think that because without the Jedi, the war would be lost, and we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't, have, we wouldn't be able to do it." And she's like, uh, "It's not a matter of leadership, but role and rank," and. Uh, and then Kanan's like, uh, you're just you're questioning the decisions of the Jedi High Council. And she's like, it's, there's a difference between uh, questioning and uh, having peaceful dissent in the Jedi Order. Yeah, definitely. And obviously she's spot on here because like, we even find out that, you know, actually within Star Wars Rebels, I think when Ahsoka's talking to Ezra, he says like, throughout the war, Yoda got very sort of depressed almost. Because he knew that, like, we're in a spiral here that we can't get out of. And essentially, as soon as the Jedi take those ranks, and they don't take it because they want to, they take it because they think they need to. Yeah. Um, which is the whole trap that Palpatine set. But once they take those ranks, the Jedi then become so far removed from what yeah. they should so, be. The peacekeepers are now generals. Just... Now generals, yeah. And it, obviously, they're not generals because they want to be in generals because, like, they think they need to be because yeah. the war has happened out of the blue. But, like, but yeah, that is the slippery slope. So we see how that sort of deeper is sort of. Very mindful. You can, uh, you could to normal people in the galaxy. You must think like, oh well, they're supposed to be these like peacekeepers, and now they're generals like leading a war. Like it's obviously it's no wonder that like the galaxy turned against the Jedi. Yeah, and it's like not leading the war, so because they're generals, then they're, they're obviously serving the Republic on an even higher level now. Where like the Republic says, oh, well, that war's so one of the Senate rule it, then they have to go. Yeah, even if they, even if they disagree. So it's like it's almost like I don't know if you take the MCU when they try to bring in those um, accords in and cut America on sign because he's like I'm not going to let a UN um, a UN council pick where I go to see people because people can be corrupt. Uh, corrupt where like I know I'm not and I know that yes I might make a decision that ends badly but I know that I made that decision based off the goodness of my heart at the time yeah. Um, and it's sort of same, yeah. Like saying the, the the Jedi, obviously, they become generals in this war. They become involved far too much, um, from being on the front line to Shakti training clones on Camino. Uh, um, they're just involved far too deeply. And again, it's not because they want to be, but it's because there's a sort of 
Palpatine's yeah, there's there's a need for it because the, the galaxy's at war. Do you know what I mean? And as a good person, you'll be like, oh, like I can do something here that can help, but it's yeah. not necessarily the right thing to do. Um, so she's sort of aware of it, sort of very quiet gone type of thought where it's like we've gone uh, too far here. Yeah. And then we see more of the sort of them clone captain and commandos. Uh, sort of joking on with Kanan, you see sort of the nice relationship they have. Yeah, and then the call comes. <laughs> yeah, and the call, well, I mean, Dipper gives Kanan a holocron first. Yeah, which, that's, yeah that's the holocron we see in Rebels. That's the holocron we see in Rebels, so it's the one that um, Ezra steals from Kanan. It's the one that um, later on Maul and Ezra put together with yeah. the Sith one. Um, so we get its sort of origin here, which is quite cool. Yeah. And then we have the call. Commander yeah. Grace, the time has come. Execute order 66. Yes, my lord. And again, and then what's sad is that it's it's, it's done in the tragic way because the next panel is a young king with a holocron and it's got like thought bubbles. Yeah. And it's got, yeah. And it, yeah, life is pretty sweet. And it's like, yeah, yeah life, everything you know is about going crashing down around you, mate. Yeah. And again, it reminded me exactly of like again going back to uh, Jedi Fallen Order, the game. Uh, that scene when you sort of you play different memories from Cal Kestis' past. And there's yeah. one way on the Star Destroyer, and you're talking to clones, and it's all nice. And then you get your master, and then the call comes in behind the master's back, and then you've got to escape with your master. And of course, that ends in tragedy as well. Sadly, um, yeah. Star Wars is tragedy. <laughs> it is, uh... yeah. <laughs> Little call to Sky Talk, I say, but um, but yeah. Um, so again, like the tragic thing is going to happen, and you sort of know it, and that's where we go on to sort of uh, issue number. So that's how the first issue ends, which is pretty like ends that cliffhanger. You know what's about to happen, which is pretty cool and very tragic. Um, so sort of in the next volume, sort of as you pick up right where we left off, there's a little bit of an overlap, and then it's sort of done in a really cool way. The art it sort of shows you sort of um, the Jedi feeling what's happening around them, so it sort of shows you Kyrie Mundi. Yeah. Um, it shows you Plo Koon's ship I'm guessing I can't see Plo Koon in it but it's a, it's a Jedi Starfighter getting destroyed um, yeah. it shows you uh, is it Adi Gala? Oh, Ella Secure getting that's the one I get them mixed yeah. up getting killed on Felucia yeah, yeah. Um, I, always, I always get Jedi Council members mixed up yeah it's uh, it's me one finger it's me one flaw I would say in uh, talking about Star Wars um, so yeah um, and then it sort of shows you that sort of both Deepa and Kane have felt it. Yeah, um, Deppa takes Kanan's hand and she shares the vision with him and obviously he sees what's going on. Yep, and then she's like, run. Yeah, and he, um, knows, and he and, knows that she's lying. Because she says, run or fight, do not understand. They start, they start beating back the clones. Yeah. Well, it, obviously she that, says yeah. she says run and then he's like still like in a... Like, Freeze, yeah. Frozen. frozen. And what's going on. Then yeah. she like gets some blasts back and takes out a few. Yeah. And then she's like, "Look, run or fight, but don't just stand there." Yeah. And then, like, yeah, like she's like, "See, everybody finally gets himself out of that sort of groove." And of course, like, it happened to anyone. I would probably be frozen. You wouldn't know yeah. what to do because you're like, "What? Like, the Jedi are dying, and it's these guys who have been fighting with who are my friends." Yeah. And they've just turned like that with no emotion almost. Because um, yeah. not not easy. They've turned and like they're sorry about it or sad or even happy about it. They just turn like almost. It's one of those things like the clones where like. Obviously, like the Republic picked them because of the opposite of droids. Yeah, but they are. Really, yeah. The but end, yeah. in this moment where they can turn just like that, 
the click of your fingers. Right. Yeah, they are. They're essentially droids, and someone's controlling them. Um, and again, like another tragic flaw. Um, so Kane is now up. He's fighting with Deepa. Um, is it? Do you say Deepa or Deepa? I say uh, Deepa Bilaba. Deepa Bilaba. Ah, right. I say Bilaba. Bilaba, mature. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they start beating the clones back because it starts becoming apparent that they're not going to be able to get away. We got to remember there's a whole battalion on that planet, so it's like yeah, yeah and kill the ones in close proximity. But like, as we see in the movie with Kaidi Mundi, like on the bridge, yeah. last a few back, but the, the, eventually the numbers game will catch up. Yeah, um, and that's when sort of Deppard tells them to sort of uh, go. I'll be right behind oh. you, and yeah. he knows she's lying. Uh, but he runs, he runs yeah. anyway because when you refer, I think throughout the story and even throughout the very bits of first seasons of Rebels, Kane like thinks he's a coward for running, but like yeah. if he, he if he had a state, they'd both be dead. Yeah. There's no way they're surviving it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like no she sacrifices herself because if she does that, at least one of them survives, and it's a hope for the Jedi Order. Where if she doesn't, and they both stay there, they're probably both going to die. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So she does, once again, she does the selfless thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, herself to let her live. So, again, sort of showing that, like, I mean, she is, like, one of the upper echelon of Jedi. Um, so, the shoot, the shoot, uh, Deppard down. Um, and Kanan runs off. Runs off, and they're chasing him. Yeah. Um, I, did, I did, like, like just out with the artwork, I did, like, the panel where the clones are chasing him, and he. He's obviously buried himself under the ground, and then he comes out. I'd like that uh, artwork. I thought it was really good. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I think the artwork in this in this book is, is yeah. phenomenal. But that scene, particularly, that yeah, the sort of same coming back back out. Um, and it's also not wasted because it's obviously references on how much he stinks. Um, yeah. Um, which is how he, he meets someone later. Um, but yeah, you can see sort of the rubble, not the rubble, the like the the mud and the grass and the twigs all over him, um, yeah. and he sort of. Goes into this city. Um, yeah, Plateau City. Plateau City, yeah, which is I think it's one of the main cities on on color. On color, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So it sort of shows you him again. It's all like done with like thought bubbles, but it's raining. He's going in bins looking for food. He's, he is homeless essentially, and it also shows yeah. you the clones are like scouring the streets looking for him. It's almost like yeah. um, reminding me of um, a New Hope when the Imperials looking for the droids and Tatooine. Yeah. And they've got sort of the street um the street patrols. Uh it's very much like that here. Game like Star Wars is poetry. <laughs> yeah, you can you can really feel his uh, you can really feel his desperation like because he's like I'm starving but I have no credits, I'm exhausted, but he's too afraid to sleep because he thinks I'll catch him. Yeah, and it's understandable. It's a desperate time, yeah. When you see how many clones are around, like I think it's wise yeah. that he didn't sleep to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> um so again he comes across uh this guy, sort of finds him. Sort of calls him a if it isn't a Jedi baby is the line, which I thought was quite funny. Yeah. That's the same guy who insulted Deppard Bilaba in the first issue, yeah, Janus Kazmir. Yeah, he did, and he didn't just insult him, but he insulted like essentially generals on both sides of the war, and he was very much like, Yeah, like he like this war is a stupid type of thing. Um, and he sort of makes fun of him a bit, tells him that he smells, looks like you haven't eaten in days, and he uh he chucks him a fruit. Yeah, the Melo run. Melo run, yeah. So again, we're going straight back, straight back to Rebels there. Yeah. Um, and then he says, "Can I? I need sleep." Yeah. Um, 
And he's like, and he's like, yeah, you can sleep on my ship for a one-time offer. So he takes him back there, and he's like, you're not gonna, uh, you kind of get on your bunk, the bunk bed, yep, smelling how you are. Yeah, you need to get clean. So he does get clean. He sleeps for a full rotation, so a full day. Yeah. And then obviously next thing we wake him up, and um, sort of this this guy gives him a uh, sort of just, yeah changes look a bit, gives him a, a bandolier almost over the top. Looks a bit like a small jawa now. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, when I read that, he looks a bit like a jawa now. Yeah, and he gives him some more food. He's eating some sort of looks like a Cornish pasty, but I don't think it is a Cornish pasty. If you... No, <laughs> it does look like yeah. I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, it does look like a Cornish pasty. Yeah. So for all American friends to listen who don't know what that is, if you Google Cornish pasty, you'll yeah. you'll see. Um, and then there's a. I like how Kanan asks him like, "What do I do now?" And he's like, "Well, you have to do what you ever you have to do what you whatever you have to do like to survive like like everyone else like you're not in a it's basically saying you're not in a posh temple on Coruscant anymore. You have to lie, cheat, and steal to survive. Yeah, like everyone else. It's very much Eddie Guerrero vibes coming yeah from this character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like yeah, he tells me you know you've got to lie, cheat, and steal. You've got to survive. Um, you got to do what you've got to do. Did he say he says the line? He says, "Didn't uh, he says didn't they uh, teach you anything useful in that temple of yours?" And Ken is like, "Maybe they didn't. They didn't teach me in the earlier panels." He's like, "They didn't teach me how to survive." Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, I think like he's, he's questioning his past quite a bit. Yeah, I think he's almost like, especially as a young guy, you know, he's still a child. You know what I mean? I think he is like, I haven't been told. So what I'd say is that, but looking back, they probably have trained him to survive by the sort of lessons they taught him. But they yeah. haven't actually told them how to apply those lessons to this situation because this was never a situation the Jedi thought they would get them in. Uh, it said like there, there is arrogance in the Jedi order, especially at this point um, amongst Sundan, especially Windu. I would say uh, Yoda yeah. definitely goes along with the arrogance. I don't think he's arrogant, but I think he feels a bit trapped and he does go along with it. Um, Kenobi again, he's not arrogant, but he's he knows there shouldn't be in a war, and you can tell by the way he goes on. But he's like sort of have to keep going and hopefully get out of it later yeah we have to go but if you keep thinking oh we'll get out of it when we can it's like well, you, you're never going to get out of it because you never when you can like when's that like, it's never do you know what I mean it's always in the future that yeah um, so I so um, sort of sleeping on the ship and the clones rock up in the hangar they want to search the ship and uh, Kanan panics and he steals the ship um, yeah he even says he even used the line from the uh, Janice Casimir. He's like, "Well, I have to steal," so he steals the ship. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and starts heading back to Coruscant because he's received the Jedi recall. Yeah, what's it called? The Jedi. So it's like the uh, the home the the return home beacon. The home the beacon, return yeah. home beacon. Yeah. So essentially, this this book at the minute is taking place at the same time as Revenge of the Sith. So obviously, what I'd say is yeah. happening now is Kenobi's probably just killed Grievous. And he's in that yeah. ship, and he's just finding Yoda and Bail Organa now, um, and that is when Kanan is heading for the temple. Yeah, he's uh, basically going to the one place he really shouldn't, because obviously the clones have led, led a trap to everyone, like surviving Jedi to recall to the temple. Yeah. And as halfway through hyperspace, he's just about to come out of hyperspace. You get the message from Obi Wan Kenobi that we've seen so many times in Rebels. Yeah, and, and in the movie. Yeah. So essentially, I think we don't know yeah. how long this trip is, but obviously hyperspace can take like a long time. So I, w- I would imagine. To... Well, he said that Kala's out of rim and it's yeah. out of rim and Coruscant. Oh, yeah. So by the time it's while he's traveling, I would say Kenobi and you would have hit the temple. 
uh, destroyed all the clones in the temple that they could, and Kenobi's changed the whole meeting to his message of warning, yeah. and then they've got out, and then they've got out of town, and then obviously he's about to come out of hyperspace, and then the new message comes through. Uh, this is Master Obi Wan Kenobi, and he's obviously saying that. Uh, do not return yeah. to the temple for the time has passed and our future is uncertain avoid Coruscant avoid detection be secret but be strong yeah. we will each be challenged our trust our faith our friendships but we must persevere and in time I believe a new hope will emerge may the force yeah. be with you always and he's quite yeah. shocked by that he's like what there's no joy all left I'm going to hide forever yeah. um, and he comes out of hyperspace and essentially like the Coruscant fleet's waiting <laughs> yes and they already know because the uh, the Ship's been reported stolen. And with a fugitive on they, board. And they know it. They know it's a Jedi there. Yep. Uh, what do you call those fighters? The oh, Arkwan 70s. 70s. I thought so. I always get confused. I know they're Arkwan 70s, but I know the clones have Ark troopers as well. So I always get yeah, the word yeah. Ark in my brain confused a bit. I think it stands for Advanced Reconnaissance something craft or something. Cool. I think yeah. No, that sounds good. It sounds Don't sounds about right. It'll be similar. It'll be it'll yeah. be similar, even though yeah. it's not that. Yeah. I know it's reconnaissance. So I know it's yeah. Well. Um. So Kane then has to sort of he's involved in a firefight with the sort of these arc fighters. Um. Luckily, he manages to sort of takes out some of them. To be fair. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and then he he manages to get a sort of a gap where he can make the jump at light speed. Yeah, and then he, then he's thinking, where on earth should I go? He says, uh, "I've set a course, but there's a difference between setting a course and having a destination." And he starts thinking about where he should go. And he says to himself, "No, Jedi would think well, every place is where he's. We don't know where he's thinking about going, but he does say like, oh, the clones would expect the Jedi to go to all these places, so he goes to the one place that he thinks they won't go, and that's back to color. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't tell you where he's thinking off, but I imagine they're like Jedi strong posts, and obviously, yeah. like they're probably like being attacked themselves now. And- being wiped out so he goes back to the one place he's running from uh, and he t- also takes the ship back which is sort of a nice nice gesture yeah. as well that guy's pretty angry with him but also yeah. maybe respects him a bit for like A, stealing the ship when he had to and B, like he, he did bring it back do you know what I mean? Yeah he, he's not very happy with him but like, I'm pretty like, if I think if he saw him without the ship back I think he probably would have tried to kill him yeah no, definitely um, and he tells him to leave so he sort of he goes back onto the street and then we sort of see a change in Kane and he's like he's, he's so I don't know how long he's been in the street for but his hair's a bit longer now so it's definitely yeah it's been a fair some bit, months yeah. have passed he's been living on the streets of colour on his own um, and that's when he comes across the sky again um, Janice and he sees uh, yeah, he's basically following him around isn't he watching what he does yeah. looking for an opportunity to save him and then what you see is sort of Janice is doing a deal with Tapusk and the deal goes, well, looks like it's going to go south and that's when Kanan jumps in um, sort of saves Janice. Even though he's not very great. Well, Janice sort of says it wasn't a situation where he needs saving from, but yeah. but he says he needs crew now and you've sort of ruined me crew, so you're going to have to come work with me. But then Janice also says that you're going to have to change your look because you look like a monk, a Jedi monk. Um, so you stand up like a sore thumb. So this is where yeah. you say Kanan, I mean, for starters, he chops off the uh, ceremonial Padawan braid, ties his hair back, which is how we see it in Rebels. Uh, you see him taking his lightsaber apart like it is in Rebels. Getting a, getting a blaster. And then we see him smash his Jedi commoning as well. Yeah. 
he stores his holocron, his uniform, and his lightsaber. That's all he keeps. Yeah. On board the ship. It looks a lot more like Kane and Jarrett, as we know now, like a younger version. But a lot yeah, more. it definitely looks slick, man. Uh, the outfit's very, very cool. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, it looks almost like an assassin, like then. Yeah. Like a Jedi. It doesn't look like a Jedi anymore. Yeah, definitely, which I suppose that's what they're going for. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so then they end up going and stealing some um, droid parts. I think the IG droid parts. Yeah, it's a IGRM droid. So I'm not quite sure what they are, but I'm guessing there's some sort of bounty hunting attack droids. Dangerous, I'm guessing, and expensive. Anything IG, I'm wary about. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so what we find is that sort of go to get these friends, and then they get sort of a it's sort of a setup, isn't it? They get sort of. In the mid, in, in the middle of stealing yeah. the parts to get caught, and they find out that it's that um, is it what's he called to Pusk? No, it's uh, is it Gamut Key? I thought it was Gamut. Gamut Key. Key's the. Uh... Yeah, it's Gamut Key. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, it's Gamut Key. Yeah, it is. Uh... But I think to Pusk is uh, right he's right them out. Yeah, and um, yeah, Gamut yeah. Key's the one. He's like the governor. Um, and then you see sort of uh, Janice sort of says, don't arrest me, arrest the Jedi instead and points at Kanan. Yeah, and he sells Kanan out, yeah. So then we have and sort that... of that that happens. Um, so he gets arrested. And he gets uh, he gets imprisoned. And uh, Gamut Key obviously tells Captain Styles and Commander Grey who are going to be there within the hour to execute him. Yeah, they're quite like shocked by like you see Gavin Key like execution, like question mark. Yeah, but I like, was well, sure like you lock them up and put them on trial for the traitors. But yeah. it goes to show again, just like they just want the what these yeah. obviously they just want the what Jedi these clones are doing. Obviously, you're just following orders, but there's no like there's no real laws or no real humanity behind it. Um, essentially, no. just. Like you said, droids. Yeah, like good soldiers follow orders. That line again, yeah. unquestionable. Yeah. From a uh, series six of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, and then we have so you sort of in there waiting to die, really. And then uh, yeah. Janice comes back, has not to stand back, and then one of them robots comes through the wall. I'm guessing that's the was that one of the droids they were stealing. So I'm guessing yeah, that's it. I assume that. Yeah. So I assume that's one of those. He's obviously built one of those IGRMs. Droids, oh, yeah. up. Uh, it's, it's big iron. It makes yeah. good work of that. Uh, that, that wall, yeah, yeah, so quite handy. And then uh, they escape. They do, yeah. Um, so they escape, and and he uh, he basically, I think uh, Janus basically gives his reason for saving him by basically saying that rat to Pusk, uh, I wasn't going to let him collect my reward. So basically, only saved him to get back at that. Uh, to yeah, no, definitely. Um, but I think you can tell it's a bit more than that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, he's just obviously he's the rogue, and he's not going to be like, "Well, I've saved you because it's the right yeah, thing." He's almost a bit like Han in that respect. Where he's a bit like, "Oh, like I'm just here for the reward," and then later on when he's on yeah. Hoff, he's like, "I'm just here because uh, I'm here." But like, Cause I can't but really, here. it's like yeah, it's here because you want to be here, mate. You could leave it any time. You're a good person yeah. to leave down, even though you don't want to yeah. yeah, so he's like, axe the hard man, puts the front on. But but yeah. really, he's a thing. And there's a good bit here where sort of Kane and um, 
sort of doesn't react to him. Yeah. And then uh, he laughs. And he's put like, like the kids learning like how to be a rogue and how to exist in this world yeah. without the Jedi. There might be there might be some hope for you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And then the next stop is uh Lawn. Yeah. Uh, which I'm not familiar with Lawn, but it's a it's a world where there's grass yeah. and trees. The best they they start a partnership, uh Janice and uh, Caleb or Kanan. And uh, they're always they're all they're doing all these jobs on these worlds and then you find out that the clones are one step behind on every world, that Commander Styles and Grey are still hunting them. And uh, you see like a thing where they're beating down someone to try and get information. You've got to think like and they're just they're constantly tracking. You've got it. to think that like the Emperor's probably like sending their messages going like kill him now, like what what you're doing, or you guys will be killed. And then if... yeah, I think it'd just be the the inhibitor chip basically saying you haven't done your order. Yeah, so probably yeah, and clones are always following orders. So, so we go to this planet uh, and they're doing a deal where they're going to trade spice for a ship. And uh, spice yeah. is like the Star Wars drug. Yeah, um, and they meet the Mister John Doe, and we find out that John Doe is actually General Cleave, and Kane and pulls a blaster yeah. on him, and then General Cleave's like, "What, what are you doing?" Like, yes, in the war I was a separatist, and you were on the Republic side, but the war isn't even happening anymore. Like, we've both got to survive yeah. doing this as we both are. Like, we were enemies once, but we don't need to be enemies now. You find out like it's more as well because he says, "Understand, as a separatist, I fought for freedom, but put my trust in a corrupt leadership." So he obviously knows what's going on now. Yeah. And he even says, "The Jedi were generals. Do you truly really comprehend the cause they served?" He says, "They obviously didn't." Yeah. And then you find out obviously that he then you find out obviously the deal is for another ship because obviously they want to have two ships, Janus and Kanan, so they can. Uh, if a mission goes south, they can split up and obviously meet at Prior. Pre agreed for rendezvous points. Yeah. While this is happening, uh, the clones have uh, tracked down Janice. Yeah. And Kanan decides that he needs to run. Because the, the, clones, him, are, the yeah. clones are expecting Kanan to return to the ship, and then that's when they'll kill him and then arrest Janice. So yeah. Essentially, having the fugitive. So he says if he runs away and never comes back, the clones won't have any evidence on him. Yeah. Um, so he goes back and he. Some moment to be fair, he talks to General Cleave and uh, giving him the ship. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he mind tricks him either. To be fair, I think he just. It's obviously that General Cleave is not obviously you see him as a separatist general, the evil person begins. Obviously, he's not as bad as you think. Well, I, th- I think he's one of one of these guys who joined the separatists. Like, yeah, like good intentions. Yes, the Republic is is doing some bad things, and like because they were doing some bad things. You know what I mean? And like, I've joined this yeah, course yeah. so we can get like freedom and like. So like we're not being taxed as heavy as other places, like all, all that sort of political stuff. Like from a good point of view, yeah. but obviously like that actually wasn't what the cause was deep down. And he, I think he's just that. And that's why in that beginning when he leaves, he's like, yeah, you know what? It's like um, I don't really believe in this cause. Any well, I believe in this cause, but I don't believe in this. This group's not what I thought it was. And sort of, yeah. and then he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you this ship. He needs to talk around because it's his ship. He's given away for free at the minute. And he said, I'll give you yeah. this stuff, the spice later. But he eventually talks around and he yeah. goes, you know what, I'll, I'll do it for you. Which yeah. is quite cool. And we meet Kanan's new ship. Yeah, which looks pre- I mean, I don't know what kind of ship it is, but it's pretty cool, pretty slick. Yeah. Um, I'd love to have seen it in Rebels, but obviously it probably took too much explaining to do. Yeah. And then we get a, like, a sort of Kanan feel, sense of something in all danger. Um, and it's obviously the clones. So he, 
So he goes for his lightsaber because that's like an old feeling. But obviously his lightsaber's, yeah, yeah, his like lightsaber's not there because obviously he's no longer carrying that. And that's when the clones um, knock him out. And it's like, he should have went for his plaster really. But like I said, because it was an old memory, he's reflex actions. He's gone for his, gone for his lightsaber. Um, we yeah. see the clones also arrest um, General Cleave. Uh, as well, like yeah, he's looked quite in distress. So we know he's not been ratted out. Really, I think the clones have just caught up to them. Yeah. Obviously, the clones are very good at the job. So like, have have caught up to them. Um, so, so we're on yeah. sort of uh, issue five now of the run. Um, sort of, and the clones have got him, and they take him on board the ship. And yeah, so they've captured him, and basically, uh, they're in the ship and. The clone says to one, uh, I don't know if it's Styles or Grey, I can't tell. He says, uh, you brought his corpse. He says, what, he's not dead? And he says, he's not dead. They haven't killed him yet because they want to kill kill him in front of each other. But then uh, the other clone says, you think yeah, I get some kind of thrill from this? It's a matter of duty, period. So he doesn't get any enjoyment from it. He just sees it as doing his duty. Yeah, and the other one sort of hints at him, maybe he does enjoy it a bit. Yeah, he's got a bit of a sadistic a side. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's when Kanan sort of Sam went and guilt them here. He starts yeah. telling the what do you mean, traitor? He says, like, we we fought in the wars together. So, like, it's sort of true because, like, whatever the Jedi did, the clones did. Do you know what I mean? So, like, and like, and even if even yeah. if the Jedi Council, for example, had turned on the Emperor, like, or the Chancellor, doesn't mean all the Jedi did. So, you can't treat the whole group for the crimes of some of them, even though, yeah. even though no crimes were committed. But even if they even if they had been perceived that way, the ones who are fighting the wars, where it's like, oh, like he didn't do anything and he didn't do anything. So you at yeah. least arrest them and try them with evidence of them being part of it. But obviously, Palpatine doesn't want that. He's like, just kill them. And obviously, he's sort of yeah. Kane and brings up like, look, do you not realize how silly this is? Like, it's, there's definitely something going wrong because we're sort of disobeying the fundamentals of humanity here and like the fundamentals of um, being free. Like, that should happen. Do you know what I mean? Is it... He really does guilt trip him though, because he says, "Oh, uh, Styles Grey, try to remember you worship Master Balaba. You, you like he says, do you really, truly believe in your in your hearts you can ever be a traitor?" And then obviously, uh, it doesn't work straight away, and then uh, Kanan obviously uses the Force one last time to try and get through to them. He does, yeah, and then he ends up um, sort of throwing himself out in an airlock in a space uh, where yeah. both. Um, Janice's ship and the escape are there. Janice, yeah, I think Cleve's piloting the escape. Cleve's piloting the escape. I have them two sort of teamed up, um, and sort of the save. Sort of Kane gets dragged into the uh, Janice's ship, which is their name bathroom because he's quite egotistical. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that is a bit egotistical. Yeah. Um, and then you find that. Um, Clones are like target both ships and open fire. Um, and then as they're about to do it, uh, one of the clones, um, I can't remember which one it is now. Gray, it's Gray, who uh, Commander Gray sort of Kanan's words have resonated with him, and he realizes a bit that, like, hang on a sec, these guys fought alongside us for so many years, had our backs for so many years, and we just turned on them for no reason. Because yeah. we didn't see any traitor acts from them, and that's when no. he blows up the uh, the control panel that 
controls the shields. Yeah. So the shields drop on the ship. Uh, and then, unlucky for the rest of the clones on board, but um, the other yeah. escape and Janice's ship fire on them and blow it up. Yeah. And then they uh, escape. And then they meet back on Kala. Yeah, we're sort of Kanan says I'm going to go in separate ways now. Um, sorry guys, but yeah. I think like, it's gone too far. Like, type of basically, I'm being tracked and followed, and it's going to happen all the time. Um, so yeah. he comes across as being a bit of a nasty about it, but I think deep down he yeah, he beat he beats up. Yeah, the but I think he's actually doing it because he's like used two yeah. together and making money, and like I'll go elsewhere. And he goes, I'm taking the escape, so he takes the escape as his ship. He just only takes his holocron and his lightsaber. He leaves his robes behind. Yeah. Um, and that's when he decides he's going to be called Kane and Jarrus. Yeah, uh, and he lands on a planet called uh, Moraga. I don't know what yeah, the planet is like or what's on it, but that's where he goes. Yeah, Terrible. and then it <laughs> then it cuts straight back to the sort of rebels crew. And it's but like Kane's been out of it for a bit after they mentioned the planet name from the beginning of the book. Yeah. Um, and uh, Hera's asking him, "Have you ever been to Kala?" And he get he like he is it in a way he's like, "Well, no, Kane and Jarrus have never been to Kala." Yeah, because he hasn't, because it was Caleb Doom at the time. Yeah. So now going to um, issue six, the final issue starts. And then it's obviously we're back in like sort of the present time setting with the Ghost Crew, with Adol Kanan, uh, Sabine, Ezra, Chopper, uh, Hera, and. His name is totally gone out of my mind. Zeb, that's the one. So they're there for the milk run. Uh, as soon as the land, sort of caning and see ghosts almost of like his younger self sitting with uh, Deppa and the clone commandos. Uh, yeah. And when they get there, the crates are empty. But again, Kanan's mind's elsewhere. You can see Deppa sort of pushing ghost clones away in his mind. Uh, yeah, and before you know it, they get uh, rumbled. Um, yeah, the supplies are missing. The supplies they've gone to pick up are missing. They've been stolen. Yep, and sort of, and then the government turn up when it's Gamut Key again. Yeah, and he's uh, he's now an imperial government. Yeah, so I think obviously the probably what is that like? Obviously, the world was, I think it was Republic, then it was separatist. The Republic took it back, and then straight away the Republic turned at the Empire. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a point in the comic later on where he says something like that. So, like, he's saying he's got full imperial authority because um, he's technically an imperial government. That doesn't mean he's imperial, imperial, if that makes sense. He might be. Yeah. He's he might be a nasty guy, but, yeah. like, he might not be. But essentially, any planet that's an imperial rule, like, you, you're under their authority, really. Yeah. And Herod gets him out of it, sort of seeing all these empty crates. Uh, nothing to do with us. So, we, empty when we arrived. The search her ship, obviously nothing's on the ship. So so they let them off. Yeah. Um, that and that thinks he's gonna recognise him. Doesn't recognise him, yeah. Because obviously, um, yeah. obviously fifteen years have been passed and he's grown yeah. a lot. Um so then what you find is they're gonna go looking for the crates because whether they like or not, they need to get that milk for Talking Town. Those refugees in the Edith. Yeah. I mean they're, they're starving, they're homeless. Yeah. And Kanan's trying to talk them out because they're saying we'll have to track down the shipment on Kala and he's like, no, obviously, they don't know why, but obviously he's just trying to talk them out of going. Yeah. 
and then they end up back at plus. What he does is he, he splits them up. I've noticed because like, he realizes that he can get in the milk, but he doesn't want them being around him when he does it because he doesn't want his past coming yeah. up. So he sort of splits the group off, um, where it's just him and Chopper go off together, and the rest go off in groups as well. Yeah. Um, and sort of he checks out all his old horns because he sort of knows the planet a little bit. Keep seeing ghosts. Keep seeing yeah. ghosts die, and then um, I think he ends up. He thinks he thinks the person who's stolen the crate is Janus. He thinks that, and then uh, obviously he goes to where Janus hangs out, and then you find it's out the uh, that yeah, it's the puss using well, it's the puss yeah, and he uh, he says have we met, and Kanan's like. Uh, then he tries to say, I've met, uh, he said uh, he's friends with Janice Kazmir and he once mentioned him on LAN. Yeah. And then obviously, Kanan gets surrounded by Tupuski's goons. And he takes them all out, um, using some ninja ninja moves, martial arts, yeah. which is quite cool. Um, yeah. But he's not focused, is he? No, he's not he focused up. at all. So he ends up, uh, Tupuski gets up and stabs him in the left shoulder, that looks like. Um, yeah. Yeah, because he's obviously because he's unbalanced. Because obviously Kalo unbalances him, so he doesn't have. He's not as uh, focused as he is. So yeah, he ends up being stabbed. And then Gamut Key comes. He does, yeah. And basically says that he is. He says that he does recognise him. And uh, yeah. sort of Keenan plays it down, and sort of Gamut sort of agrees to play it down, but it's sort of like, I know. And he says sort of like right. while I'm. While we're an Imperial um, planet, like the Imperials aren't good, but obviously we've got to play along. But like he and he knows that the Imperials aren't good. Yeah, he says, "My world has seen many masters. The Republic, the Separatists, the Republic again, and then uh, if briefly, and then the Empire." He says, "He says, but even an old politician such as myself can develop an aching back from constantly kneeling in front of people." Yeah, so yeah, it's a very good line, and obviously Kane right here sort of makes not only does he get the milk but he's also like made an asset for the like an ally for the for the rebellion like the a, rebellion, a donor yeah. who's do you know what I mean within the Imperial Senate which is, which is cool yeah um, so he puts the call in and they're three minutes away and then uh, Kin what do you think happens here does he does he feign from being stabbed I'm guessing so, yeah. I think he does because obviously he's been stabbed in the shoulder. He's obviously had a lot of adrenaline. Then he, he's bleeding that, and I'm guessing the adrenaline wears off, and yeah, and then he passes out. And obviously, as he passes out, there's a great panel where he passes out, and obviously he sees the ghost behind him, himself, Stephen Balaba, Janus. And yeah, it's almost like great. the ghost of his past. On, it's almost like a scene from a Christmas Carol. The last, the last bubble in that arc really just sums up. Yeah, really, really good. Um, and that's the end of Volume One, the last Padawan. Um, yeah. I think we should just move straight into um, Volume Two, First Blood. Um, yeah. So, just to start off, so it's pretty much the same, the same crew. Greg Wiseman's writing. Uh, the artists are popularized, but there's another artist on here now, uh, Andre uh, Bricardo, and uh, David Curiel still are the colorist. Um, and it's still the same because filming sorry executives Ryan Roberts Pablo Hidalgo and Ian Chi who are um, looking after the book in regards to the canon yeah 
Um, and I'm just going to read the game. You get a you get another crawl, which I'll just read, and then I'll let you take over. Um, so yeah. first blood. It is an era of betrayal. The Republic has fallen after the elimination of the Jedi Knights by Chancellor Palpatine's Order sixty six. Now, as Emperor Palpatine, sorry, now as Emperor Palpatine firmly commands the galaxy by his own rules. Rebels have banded together to fight back. Among them is former Jedi Palawan, Kael Doom, who now calls himself Kanan Jarrus. He and his rebel companions are back on planet Kala, where Kanan lost his master years ago. Kanan's past haunts him as he searches for his ex-partner, Janice Kashmir, who he suspects smuggled supplies the rebels need. In his search, he is wounded by Tapusk before falling unconscious, while the ghosts of his Padawan pass zero in on him. Yeah, so it's pretty much sums up that first volume pretty perfectly, um, especially that last line. Yeah. Um, so I'll let you take a lead on this one, uh, Ian. So, yeah, the first issue in the uh, first one is issue seven, and it opens up on the planet Kala in the present day with the Rebels crew. Kanan is in a back of the tank, and they're uh, asking him, like, how uh, Zeb's like, how does uh, Kanan Jarrus get stabbed in the back? And uh, obviously, he doesn't know about his past, and obviously, with him being unbalanced. And then, uh, He's obviously in the back of the tank, and then that's straight away we flip back into the days of the Clone Wars where Kanan is at the Jedi Temple, one day away from initiate trials, and they, uh, him and a couple of other Padawans are doing lightsaber practice. And you get a great call back here with Yoda where uh, he tells Caleb Doom to maintain his phone, and he says, I'll try him after Yoda. And then uh, Yoda says, do or do not, there is no trial. Love little call back, back. strikes back, yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, Obviously, they're doing the lightsaber training and Kanan is injured. He takes a blow to the head and Yoda tells him to go to the medical, the infirmary. And uh, obviously, that cut short his lightsaber practice. And then he arrives at the infirmary and the droid uh, rumbles him, basically. <laughs> I like the droid here. He uh, basically says, uh, there's nothing wrong with you. Uh, enough whining, get up and go, uh, grow up and get out. <laughs> Which is nice, which is very thought nice for the Jedi. The droid's a bit harsh. But this is where he comes across Depa Balaba, his master, because obviously this is set before the last arc. It's set before we go to Kala. It, this is telling the story of how he becomes. Yes, yeah, so obviously, for those who don't know, the initiate trials is essentially where the Jedi perform sort of a rite of passage ceremony. The young uh, the younglings do that. Uh, or if you read Duke of Jedi, they're called initiates, I believe. Um, so yeah. the younglings are the initiates to perform sort of a ceremony. It's like lightsaber combat, I believe, um, is the only element we're aware of at the moment in storytelling. Uh, maybe there's others, we don't know. Um, and essentially the Jedi Masters uh, watch this and the Jedi Masters uh, choose um, choose initiates or younglings to be their Padawan. Um, so that's what he's training for at the minute. That's how he's got her training for the initiate ceremony. So then, yeah, he comes across Depper and she's in the uh, back of the tank. And uh, Kanan asks the droid, he says, uh, who is that? And the droid's like, none of your business now. He kicks him out of the infirmary. And just as Kanan's leaving, Master Balaba wakes up. And uh, obviously then we get panels with uh, Mace Windu, Yoda and Obi-Wan. They're asking the medical droid uh, as she's made a full recovery. He says physically she can, but she can't speak for a mental state, which we'll get into later because obviously there's reasons why a mental state might not be great. 
but she spent this. You find out she spent six months in a coma, and uh, basically she has to go through trials to make sure she's ready to be back on the front line in the Clone Wars. So there's a nice there's a nice panel where uh, it's side by side with basically Kane and, and Depper, like one's at top, one's at bottom. Kane's doing his initiate trials, and Depper's actually just going through trials with Obi-Wan, Mace Windu, Yoda to see if she's healed fully. And then we go to the Jedi Council and she's invited back onto the Jedi Council even though she thinks she's failed. But Obi-Wan has a nice line where he says, a lack of failure has never been a prerequisite to do a service. And it says, oh, otherwise none of us would be yeah. here. And then they go back to talking about the younglings who, three of them have passed their uh, Jedi, initiate training, Jedi initiate trials one of them is a young uh, Caleb Doom. And uh, we go to a nice shot of where they're in the library. And then uh, Jocosta New, the Jedi librarian, you see in Attack of the Clones and all that type of stuff, is uh, telling them how they picked Jedi Padawans. And Caleb's like, why? And they're like, excuse me. And he's like, why is that the preferred method? He says, was it based on trial of error? Did the Force reveal it to them? And... Uh, you can see in the background there's Mace Windu, there's a few Jedi, and basically Kanan's inquisitive ma- nature makes uh, Death of a Lab a laugh, which is quite a nice touch. Yeah, you also see Mace's disdain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a bit too serious, isn't he? Yeah, he is a bit intense, Mace Windu. And then we go, obviously we see Depper teaching the three Jedi who passed the initiate trials, and then we see them go, they're walking through the temple together and they're gossiping. And this is where you find out that uh, apparently there's a rumor going around that Death of Balaba is damaged goods because uh, in her last mission, her battalion suffered 90% casualties, and you find out it was up against General Grievous, right? So then they're, they're saying, uh, best case, or uh, best, best case scenario is that General Grievous out generaled her, or the worst case is they think she's bad luck, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Kanan, being Kanan, goes straight to uh, Depper and asks her, basically. <laughs> and then she's like, uh, she basically says, so I figured out I should just ask you. And she says, not a pol- politic choice, but a wise one, perhaps. And then uh, she's about to tell him what happens. And then the Jedi te- Temple falls under attack by a cage warrior who we see in the Clone Wars in the, the Bounty Hunter episodes with Asajj Ventress and Boba Fett and Bosk and all that. They're, they're, the, uh, they're the cage yeah. warriors. And then the, the issue seven ends with uh, an explosion in the Jedi Temple. And uh, then it says to be continued, which we go to chapter eight. Have you got anything to add with that? Yeah, so we go to chapter eight, which then takes us back to the modern, well, not the modern day, but essentially the, the Rebels time frame, the sort of present day of Rebels. Yeah. And he's basically, uh, Zeb's asking how long does he have to stay in, sorry, Sabine's asking how long does he have to stay in the attack, and this is where you find out the Rebels are surrounded by the Empire. The Empire know they're in this building, and then we flash back again to the Clone Wars, to where the Temple is under attack. And... Uh, Depper obviously saves Kanan from an explosion and he's like, uh, Master of the Temple is under attack and then you see this cage warrior moving around in the air ducts and there's a nice callback to and then you then we go to another flashback it's very flashbacky and uh, you find out that the cage warriors 
motive against the Jedi. He says, the, Je- the Jedi have sided against liberty and justice, and this cannot go unpunished. And this is with General Cleave as well. General Cleave is in this flashback. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And you find out they plan to blow up the main spire of the Jedi Temple, which is would be a very symbolic blow if yeah, they manage definitely. to do it. And then... Yeah, it's basically just going through the temple. You see Master Sindralig, which is a good... Oh, just going back to that, you do. there's a nice tie into one of the Clone Wars episodes because he says he got the plans for the Jedi Temple off a bounty. Yeah, Cad Bane. Bane. Yeah, which is a good... Because you obviously see in Series 2, you see Cad Bane break the Jedi Holocron, Temple. doesn't he, I believe, that one. Yeah, it's a steal, yeah. It's a, the Holocron that has all the Jedi younglings on it for Darth Sidious, which is a nice little uh, yeah. tie-in. Now, I, like, I like all these... Stuff that tie in, it really is good, like because it makes you, it makes you feel. I mean, obviously, it's not make doesn't make you feel worth reading it all, but it, it's like, oh, that's from that, that's from that. It does. So one thing I've said is that, like, so bigger. like, like these comics are awesome and the stories are really good anyway. But then the fact that they do subtly tie in so well to other things, it it's an extra reward for those who have like a spent their money on all the different products and then b spent their time investing the time into it as well. And it all sort of pays off, I think, when you get these sort of connections. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it's great because obviously you can pick this up and never have watched anything and you still get what's going on. It's not like, well, there's not things in there where you be like, well, what does that mean? Yeah, definitely. And that, but then well, but then for those who yeah. have invested in everything, it's like there's all these oh, yeah, all these really subtle cool. little connections that like pay off really well. Yeah. And then uh, you see Jedi Master Syndralig which is a nice. You don't really haven't seen much of Syndralic. He's the Jedi the Temple Battle Master. He's supposed to be like formidable as a duelist. And then he tells, obviously, the Jedi Masters are running around at the bottom because the Cage Warriors obviously blowing up the bottom yeah. half of the Jedi Temple. So they, they're. they're uh, Do we know his fate? That. Master Dralic. Oh, Syndralic. Syndra, I think Anakin kills him. Oh, shit. In oh, Revenge well. of the Sith. Yeah, I think he does. Not very formidable, <laughs> but... No, well... The greatest Jedi of all time, yeah. <laughs> You're going to get killed by a Jedi. Might as well be uh, Darth Vader. No, definitely. And then... Uh, K- Kanan... Oh, I keep saying Kanan, but it's Caleb Doom, but it is Kanan. I was going to say, if those listening, it might get confused. So I, I always try to refer to him as Kanan, yeah. but... But yeah, so Kanan's yeah. Jedi name was Kanan Doom, and he changed it when you yeah. were in hiding. Uh, like some people just changed the first name. Like Obi Wan just changed his name to Ben Kenobi, and that was enough. But this yeah. guy changed his full name. Probably, probably a clever option. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, obviously goes to Kanan, who figures out that the, the uh, attacker is on the roof of the Jedi Temple, and he goes up to the roof to confront the uh, attacker. And uh, the attacker, like obviously he's blown up the Jedi Temple, but it does it does come across that he has a bit of honour here because he says, "Look, kid, you're too young and probably too indoctrinated to understand, but you're on the wrong side here. The Jedi are bad guys fighting against freedom and self determination." He says, "I still, I'd rather not this job include killing Padawan. So for both our sake, run." And um, which is obviously proves that this obviously being a terrorist, yeah. but he, he doesn't want to kill kids unless he absolutely yeah. wants to. Because he just thinks they're too... He just thinks they're brainwashed, basically, by the Jedi. And then uh, Kanan runs towards him. The cage warrior takes him down. And he's about to uh, kill Kanan when Death and Balaba 
comes and defends Kanan and uh, they end up having a confrontation and uh, there's a really cool moment where the cage warrior goes to throw an explosive at Devon Bellab which she uses the force to keep the liquids inside from crossing to make it blow up I thought that was a really cool yeah, like, moment you would think she would just use the force to like push it back at him or like push it off the side of the building but like it's cool how like she actually yeah. like had the brains to like be like no, I'm just going to stop it from blowing up by keeping the uh, the chemicals yeah. mixing. And, uh, and the cage, the cage warriors like that's uh, that's not possible, but it obviously is because she's doing. <laughs> and then he, she, she flings the explosive up into the air, and uh, she offers the cage warrior mercy because she stops him from getting to the bomb to blow up the central spire of the Jedi Temple, and she offers mercy. And the more and more I like read about Death Lab, the more and more I like her. I think she's. A, very good Jedi. Yeah, I think as we as we said before, reading the first one, I think she comes across as definitely the upper echelon of Jedi. Sort of, I would say as far as like the Qui Gon Jinns, the Obi Wan Kenobi's, um, or the Kian Juris is like the, almost the Luke Skywalker sort of after Return of the Jedi. Um, I mean, the one who forces like Saber away. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, definitely sort of that sort of like upper. But excellent the Jedi, he wasn't tied in too much to like the Senate. Um been like micromanaging and controlling governments. Um it's the same as Dooku, because in Dooku Jedi lost he basically doesn't but he had he had the same idea. It's no wonder like Qui Gon had the same idea and all that type of thing. Oh yeah, but I think like the difference is obviously Dooku sort of left the order and then I don't know how he became evil, but obviously he was twisted to the dark side. Um, where I think if you almost like look at like almost look at Ahsoka, she became one of the lost Jedi. She, she didn't um, become a member of that. The lost twenty, isn't master, it? I believe Jedi Masters. That's the lost. Yeah, yeah. Ah, so she leaves the order. Obviously, yeah. she leaves yeah, the order no. and doesn't become evil. Almost, almost, almost sticks to our Jedi roots. Almost. Still says she's not a Jedi. Yeah, I would say she's more Jedi because because she's she's more like yeah. the classic like how the Jedi should be because she's not involved in the war. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's almost yeah. oh yeah yeah. yeah. So like entitled yeah. to not a Jedi, but I think but like but in actually by doing that, she's actually becomes more of a yeah. Jedi than she's ever been. If that makes sense, um, yeah. yeah. Like and then we go back to one of the thoughts uh, I had about she it. She offers the Cage Warrior mercy, and this is where we find out his name. His name is Rackham Seer of Quasi, and he's a captain in the Confederacy of Independent Systems. And he uses the line, I do not seek the mercy of tyrants. So he goes on the attack, he tries to kill Depper and Kanan, and obviously he tries to jump off the roof of the Jedi Temple. So obviously, he'd rather, he'd rather kill himself than be captured, or because obviously, he doesn't seek the mercy of tyrants. And then He's uh he's been force held in midair and he try he throws explosives at them so obviously they have to let him go and he ends up dying. And then we uh this is where Death uh, says it seems I'm in desperate need of a Padawan in order to consume my journey. And he and Kanan gets excited, he thinks I'll be on the master and then she says, Unfortunately, Kayla Dune, you are too young for such a role and then he thinks obviously he's had the rug pulled out from under him, but then he says, But times is what they uh but the times being they're what the Republic need. So then, obviously, it leaves it on a bit of a cliffhanger because you don't know if he's going to become his apprentice. And then uh, Mace Windu and Obi-Wan are on the roof and they say, is it over? And then we do find out, he slips on later, and we do find out that he is obviously, he is 
he becomes Depper's Padawan and he's talking to his friends who he thinks are his friends. And he uh, basically expects them to be happy for him. And one of them says, you're not safe with her, obviously. And the other one says, you're not ready. And then there's a little thought bubble where Kane is like, I didn't expect my friends, one, to show fear and envy. Because he's obviously talking yeah, to uh, Master Balaba. So it's proved that the Jedi are infallible because obviously the Jedi are trying to bring him down. Obviously he's chosen to be a Padawan and then they're like, oh, well, one saying you're not safe with the fear and one saying, oh, well, you're not ready for it, envy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got to remember that these are kids. So, like, I think I think it's in Duke of Jail Lost where, like, yeah. some, of the, name? some of the kids are dicks. There's one who's right there. So, I don't his name, though. Um... Yeah, because yeah. obviously Duke and Cycle Diaz are best mates in that book. Like they're like, and then there's the other one who's like a bit of a. I can't remember his name. He likes bullying them a little bit. Do you know what I mean? I can't remember his name for now. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously these two kids obviously yeah. a bit like. Your mom says you're not safe with her, so that could be him maybe looking out for him because obviously like, yeah, uh, just have a reputation getting destroyed. <laughs> so, and then the other. Yeah, and then the other one is like yeah. you're not ready to be a Padawan. So that one is a little bit nasty. That that second one, but like, but I think it goes to show that like yeah, they're not yeah. safe with her, but actually she saves his life. Yeah. So he was actually the most safe he could be with her. There, we see him on a Venator Star Destroyer, and they're basically going for their first mission, which is going to the planet Cardoa, and this is where they meet. This is obviously where they meet Commander Stars and Grey. Obviously, in happier times before the first half showed in Sword sixty six. And that is issue eight. Yeah. And then we move on to issue nine. Yeah. And I just want to quickly talk about the, the end the end panel. So it's yeah. uh their names are Commander Gray and Captain Silas. Yeah, yeah. And I and I know we'll be great yeah. friends. And it's like you do become great friends, but again, Star Wars is no. tragedy. It doesn't. It's not and gonna then we end move on to think. first blood part three. And then it goes back to obviously every I think every issue in this arc it goes back to the rebels in the present day at the start. And the Imperials still warning them to come out, come out. And uh basically they say we can't we can't move him at the moment. He's still in the back of the tank and the, the droid says basically if you move him, you know, might die. So obviously they're stuck there. And then it flashes back again to the Clone Wars, and then we see them on Cardoa, they're practicing. They're training, sorry, and yeah, it's one of the things I like about both books is that, like, you see when when Depp can, they take the time out yeah. of the war to Still... train, which is obviously yes, they've got to fight the war, but like, like he is her like paddle one, and she has to train him, and she takes that forever. seriously. Well, they won't, but obviously they don't think that. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, it goes to another campfire. Yeah. This is where we meet the leaders of Depper's uh, clone battalion, Commander Grey, Captain Styles, Sergeant Sutton, and Corporal Big Mouth, which is a nice name. That's his actual name, Corporal Big Mouth, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, these clones have given and themselves then, uh, names. We get into a bit of the uh, thing, the last battalion she had, where she says... Uh, yeah, Styles says the four of us are the only troopers remaining from your last command, and she says, and he says, you can't blame yourself for that, General. And she says, I can and I do. So, but move on. So she still blames herself for what happened to the last battalion she had, and then we meet a couple more of the uh, 
clones. And then we find out that Kane really doesn't like to be called kid. He says that a lot. <laughs> they call him kid, he doesn't like it. Yeah, well, again, he didn't like it when... Um, he didn't like it when... Um, yeah, yeah, he says it a lot. Janice called him kid either. Don't, yeah, don't call me kid. And then we find their mission on Cardoa is to see if there is a separatist presence on the planet. And this, they don't realise while they're at this campfire they're being watched by a separatist probe droid. And then we go to the separatist side and we find that it's General Cleave. And then their their mission is the exact same. It's to find out there's a Republic presence on Cardoa. And uh, there's another cage warrior here. And he uh, he sees uh, General Cleave thinks they should just leave Cardoa. There's no reason to seek engagement. They don't. We have no armies and nothing at stake. But obviously, the cage warrior is obsessed. He said because he's apparently due on Maigito, but he's reluctant to leave even a damaged Jedi alive. And you find out his name's Colonel Seer. And uh, basically, General Cleave departs for where was he going? Uh, General Cleave's going to Kala, so that's where we find out he's going to Kala, so it's not long until the beginning of the comic. And Colonel C is supposed to be due on Maigito, but he can't let it go. And uh, we switch through to the morning, and this is where we meet a young clone trooper named CT-1157, who doesn't have a name at the moment. He's obviously very young. You see him take his helmet off. He's a very young clone. And uh, him and Kanan become friends. And they're on manoeuvres on Cardoa, and they basically fall under attack by the Separatists, and uh, Kanan gets a bit ahead of himself and uh, starts going off and bringing droids down, and he ends up getting himself shot by being a bit too, uh, too OTT. And then... Basically, uh, Depper goes off to try and find that Colonel Seer. She obviously, she obviously realizes Kanan's been shot, and this is where Kanan's about to be killed by the droids. When that young clone trooper we're talking to, one one five seven, puts himself on the line to kill the droids that are about to kill Kanan, and then it flips. It's very fast moving. This then it flips to another panel where Depper is attacking the Separatist ship, and this is where the Separatists leave the planet. They're retreating. And this is where the young clone earns the name Stance for helping Kane. That was a good moment. Yeah, again, yeah, it goes sort of like the clones yeah. and the Jedi. Like, they do have a strong yeah. bond. And that's what makes what happens. Brothers and arms and like, doing there for each other. And that's why it's even well, me, more I, tragic, I was, like, what happens. I was in the Army for seven years. And yeah, it is true. You, do, you are closer to people you serve with than other people. It's just how it is. I can fully get behind it. Yeah, and like just, to, and like, do you know what I mean? Like, so, and just to think, like, imagine if you got a text yeah. to like kill your colleague, and then yeah. you actually did it with, with no thought, because I, I, and then you realise what's happened after. It, like, is, it yeah. is like the ultimate tragedy, really. You like, and then we move on, and then we find out the next assignment for the battalion is on my Gito, and then there's a panel at the end where you see Colonel Seer who's obviously failed to kill the Jedi on Cardoa. He says, apologies to the Jedi survived, and then we find out he's talking to General Grievous. And he says, I'm not neither surprised, neither pleased nor surprised, Colonel. Thirdly, I have to deal with it myself, as you wish, General Grievous. That's how issue... Nah. 
Nah, yeah. yeah, and it's a bit like General Grievous, you know, for all the oh, aliens, he, I don't yeah. think he kills that guy. Oh, yeah, like, dead, yeah. If that had been Vader, so he would have killed him. Part, uh, issue number 10, part four of First Blood. And then it obviously slip, flips back to the Rebels era. And this is where the Imperials are finally trying to uh, break into the Med Centre to kill the Rebels. And the Rebels are giving up a fight, but they think it's... They think it's uh, too. There's too many stormtroopers, so there's no room to move. And Kanan's still in the back of the tank, so they're in a tough spot at the moment. And then it obviously he's in the back of the tank in the present day, and then it flips to the Clone Wars again, where Kanan is in the back of the tank, obviously after being shot on my geek on uh, Cardower. Yeah. So I mean, again, like the, this whole comic yeah. book series is very much like pottery, which is sort of how George describes Star Wars. So I know George isn't involved in Star Wars anymore, but like. It's crazy and also like good to see like how much the storytelling does still stay in that yeah in that George way. Agree, yeah. Um, and then we move on and we are on the war torn planet of Maigito, which is obviously where Kiadi Mundi meets his end in Revenge of the Sith. It's the third battle of Maigito, and they have orders there to clear the southern mesas of all battle droids. And then they move out, and obviously they're in the like, my gate. Was supposed to be one of the worst battles of the Clone Wars, and they just keep fighting. Bar they're outnumbered on my gate, but they just keep going. And uh, basically, uh, they're coming to the end. They've just finished the battle, but then they've been cut off, and they're on top of a spire where thousands and thousands of battle droids are climbing up this spire and there's only four there's only Styles, Grey, Stan, Depper and Kanan and they are trying to keep these battle droids from climbing this, the uh, spire they obviously got no, I think there's only Grey actually I don't think Styles is there and uh, they're both at four quadrants and they're just trying to beat these battle droids back but they can't because there's too many and uh, they're basically waiting for a uh, evacuation and the evacuation is a two minutes out and they don't think they'll have two minutes and this is where we meet Fen Rao from Star Wars Rebels yeah so sort of Skull yeah. Squadron have arrived to help General Bill Bauer and uh, yeah, straight away the ships are the Mandalorian fight. fighters yeah. and, I think uh, that's what they're called yeah Bob, obviously you uh, get that episode in I think it's Rebel Season 2 where Kanan's like because they obviously the protectors of Concord Dawn they say oh this is Fen Rao, and Kanan says, oh, I uh, didn't meet Fen Rao once, but he saved me at the, at the Battle of Maigito. So once again, it's a nice tie-in to Rebels. Yeah, so so basically, this Skull Squadron, I believe, do not, they're not part he of says, Mandalore. Uh, Fen Rao basically comes, he says, I think I can buy you those two minutes, and she says, the assistant is much appreciated Skull leader. And he says, name is Fenral, General and Skull, General and Skull Squadron is happy to de- demonstrate that not all Mandalorians have forgotten their honour and obligations. So maybe there's a split between Mandalorians, like the Death Watch side, and maybe ones who are loyal to the Republic. Well, I think there's a reason, obviously, if he's part of Concord Dawn, I think like it could be that, like, like that could be like a split, a split group. Yeah. Like where, like you know, as we I are going to be part of Death Watch. We're going to being confronted. She says, "Oh, I'm from House Vizsla." And the protectors are like, oh, you're a traitor then. So I'm guessing it's some sort of Mandalorian war because they're very aggressive people. Yeah. 
But basically, uh, Skull Squadron and Fenrir yeah. buy them the time to escape. Even there's a nice tie in as well because Kanan says never did get to meet Fenral but never got to thank him in person. Obviously, we'll meet him in the future when we get into Rebels. Yeah, and then they get back to base, which is basically abandoned because uh, most of the battalion is still in the field. So it feels like, but then just as they think they're safe, their base camp, their uh, transport gets blown up, and uh, battle droids just uh, appear out of nowhere. And Stance Kanan's friend is killed, which is not great. He is killed by, uh, I think it's Colonel Seer. I think it's the same Cage Warrior. He's uh, stabbed in the back with a sword. It looks like like an energy sword type thing. Yeah, I'm not sure what that it is. Looks but, like, um, it looks like the dark. Same, some type of energy it sword. The same, obviously, it's not black. No. Yeah, and the blade doesn't no, look like it. Just looks like maybe it's like it's a cool, vibro sword or something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe it's a vibro sword turned on, so it's like you're actually yeah. seeing the vibrations. And then obviously, it's killed, and Kanan's heartbroken about it, to be honest. And then the, the issue ends because Steppa Balaba thinks she's about to fight the Cage Warrior, and this is where she is confronted by General Grievous. Yeah. So yeah. So he's obviously from her past. Of uh, he, she's the reason why her last yeah. battle went so wrong, and why she was in a coma. He looks awesome in this, by the way, as well. Like the artwork, like I said, the artwork's stunning. All Grievous does look. He looks uh, massive as well, like towering over Death of the Arbor. Yeah. Yeah, he looks uh, very formidable. Ten, and this we move on to issue eleven. Second to last year. Second last issue. Really, like honestly, I can't uh, recommend these comics higher. They're really good. So then we move, we move back to... Uh, are you going to say something? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, for anybody who's like... Obviously, like Disney Plus is pretty much available in every market. Pretty, I think there's a few markets that's not available in like France and stuff. But like it's pretty much available everywhere. So like if you're enjoying Rebels and if you're enjoying Clone Wars, I definitely recommend picking up uh, these Kane and comic books because it blends like the two stories together yeah. really, really well in such a subtle way. And I think you'll really enjoy the payoff. Um, so any anybody who... Anybody who's enjoying Rebels, anybody who's enjoying Clone Wars on Disney Plus now, uh, go and buy these comics. And obviously, like because of what's happening in the world, where you've got to sort of self isolate and stay indoors now, like yeah. buy them on Amazon. You've got time to read them. Go and get them. Honestly, so you'll love it. Back, uh, into issue eleven opens again with the Rebels in the current day. The Rebels have been captured. Kane's still in the back of the tank, and the, the Stormtroopers like, should we bring them in for interrogation? And or should we perform summary execution here on Kala? And then it switches back to the Clone Wars again, and it's basically Kanan versus the Cage Warrior and Depper versus Grievous. And then Kanan starts going down the dark path here. To be he's just killed his friend, and he says, "It's the first time in my life." He says, "Monster to the Cage Warrior," which is I want to kill. And the Cage Warrior tries to attack him, and Grievous is still trying to, uh, like. Haunt Depper by saying, Oh, I'm going to kill you and your Jedi were whelped today. And uh, basically, Kit, uh, Depper and Grievous are in a battle and uh, they're still fighting. And then uh, Depper is able to chop two of Grievous's hands off, which obviously <laughs> the cyborg doesn't like. But fortunately for him, he's still got two more. Yep. And uh, Styles and Grey, uh, Depper is injured by Grievous. He uh, manages to get a shot in her, on her back, so she's injured. And Styles and Gray are trying to do everything they can to get to Depper, 
to uh, save her. And then we go back to Kanan with the Cage Warrior. And uh, this is basically Kanan going down the dark path. He says, there's power in this anger, in this darkness, and the power that anger, and the power that anger, that darkness is seducive, seductive, immersive, and all-encompassing, like a pool of black water rising over my head. He says, it'd be so easy to sink into the pool and never emerge again. But then Kanan says, even a Padawan can see that is not the way. Not the way to honorably regret my friend. Not the path of a true Jedi. Not the means. Not even the means to anything to save a perfect victory. So even Kanan says this is not the way. It's not that you shouldn't use this anger to kill the cage warrior. Obviously, goes down the Jedi path, and he's still he's still uh, able to subdue the cage warrior. And he says, like he said, like his master did in the last couple of issues, he says, "I offer you mercy, cage warrior." And the cage warrior. Obviously, he says the same thing as the last one did. He says, for my name for the record is Corbin Seer of Quasi. I'm a colonel in the, in the Confederacy of Independent Systems, and I do not seek the mercy of tyrants. And he basically sets himself on fire and runs at Kanan, and Kanan takes him down. Which is one hell of a way to go out. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, again, it goes back to sort of like, Everybody, the dark side's always there, and you're always going to be tempted by it. It's even like in real life, like you're going to be tempted to do bad things sometimes when you get angry, and or when you love something so much. But it's about making that choice. So the the crime isn't in feeling the bad temptations or like feeling the pull to do the dark things, but it's in stepping back and saying no. So again, Kanan here like feels like anyone else, but again, when the time comes, he actually has actually no. Not going to do that. We're going to make the choice to be better. Awesome and obviously, we see, and then just this says why Kanan's such a like a top level Jedi. He's obviously been trained well by Master Balaba. And then, yeah, and then definitely, goes, 100%. he's killed, and he says, uh, "It's over." The man who I killed stands is dead in my hands, but there is no glory in this triumph. This is the first time I've ever taken a life, and he said he'd be happy if it was the last. And then obviously it flips through Smiles and Grey. They go and confront General Grievous and they're able to beat him back, obviously to keep General Balaba safe. And General Grievous is able to escape, which he does a lot. He escapes quite a lot, doesn't he, really? <laughs> yeah. He's quite a coward, I think, to be honest. The Wars, that like, he always gives... The... He's not I see bits of it. I don't remember much terrifying. of it. <laughs> but obviously George changed the character up. Yeah. And then we find out the Battle of Maigito is over, like the third Battle of Maigito is over, and he's lost his first friends, he's taken his first life. And uh, it flips back to rebels in the current day, and the rebels are about to be executed, and this is when Kanan Jarvis wakes up in the back tank, the back tank shatters, and Kanan comes out and he takes the stormtroopers down. And uh, chapter... chapter five ends with the rebels obviously beating the Empire back. And then we move on to the last issue of the series. Kane looks jacked in that pit last panel. Freddie Prince Jr. looked yeah. very, very trim. And then we move on to the last one, first one, part five. Or part six? Part six. Yeah, sorry, part five. Part six, yeah. And we go, this is them leaving the planet Kala. This is back in the current day, the Rebels. They've uh, left They've left Kala. It's a good little thing. He says it's supposed to be a milk run. Picked up supplies and Callan bring them back to the Tarkin Town refugees on Lothal, but there were complications. And he says it feels like I've practically spent a whole year on Callan working through them. But then uh, finally the ghost cribbits on its way. And then we get a little uh, bit of a side story here. 
where Kanan meets Gamut Key, the Callous Provincial Governor, and he's arranged uh, arranged for them to travel because Kanan's old friend Marviso Moraga, he's the oldest friend Kanan Jarrus has, uh, is in trouble and needs help. So they head to the yeah. So, so this goes back to sort of uh, volume one where when Kanan lands on Moraga and that guy greets yeah. him, but it doesn't really show you anymore. But he obviously yeah. lived there for a bit and made some connections. And then here we go, we're he, getting back. They arrive back. on Moraga yeah. and he meets the, what's the Morfizo's wife, Morfiza. And uh, we find out that Mor- his friend's been taken to land by the Empire because he's joined a rebel cell. And then uh, this is where we find out that they've been keeping Kanan's ship here on uh, Moraga, the escape, which we met in the first arc. And uh, Kanan takes the escape and heads to Lan with Ezra in tow to rescue his friend. So they arrive on Lan and they find out and they try to do the old uh, thing we see in Rebels quite a lot, distract the... Uh, distract the uh, Stormtroopers while Kanan goes in and saves his friend. It, obviously, it doesn't go... Ezra tries to distract him, but it doesn't work because apparently these Stormtroopers have got their heads screwed on. And they say, basically, we know what you're doing. You're trying to distract us so we leave our post. So Ezra has to, like, try, Ezra has to try and escape the uh, Stormtroopers and he get, ends, up set, ends up getting cornered, but we'll get back to that later because it obviously goes off. And then Kanan breaks into the Imperial facility, takes down the Stormtroopers... And uh, says, obviously finds his friend, and then this is where we meet Vice uh, Vice Admiral Ray Sloan from the Aftermath tr- trilogy. Yeah, so obviously Ray Sloan's had quite a few appearances now. Um, she's obviously in the Aftermath trilogy. Um, she's also in uh, what's the new the, is it, she's in a novel, I'm sure. Yeah. It's not yeah. a new Dawn, yeah, the Kanan Herod novel. Is, uh, she's in that as well. thing. He says because uh, obviously Kanan and Sloan have history and uh, she's like oh that's Vice Admiral Sloan now he says uh, and we find out that Kane and Jarrus is actually a hobby because they've had a confrontation if you've read the book New Dawn uh, Sloan and Kane and have a confrontation which ends up on on, which, uh, on the planet Gorse and uh, she she figures out that after they've had this confrontation she thinks he's just more than a mouthy pilot that's how it works but uh, if you read uh, New Dawn's a good yeah. read like New Dawn is a good uh, yeah, so I mean, again, like, that's the one that certainly pays off. So, like, again, if you're watching Rebels and Clone Wars, you could totally pick up these comics and read these, and then read it by a new dawn and read that, and you'll feel all the connective tissue certainly coming together, yeah. and you'll get a really good kick out of it. Um, so, again, this day and age, and they've got nothing but time on our hands, so they've got to stay indoors, buy these books, I think you can and get trust them, like, like enjoy them for like three quid, to be fair. It's a good read, and you find out, like, how uh, Kane and Met Hera. And that type of stuff. And then Kanan is able to subdue uh, Ray Sloan and escape with his friend. And then this is where you this is this is a good little call back. They get back to the escape and then uh, Ezra's waiting for them to escape and we find out Ezra was cornered. But then he doesn't go into any more of that and he says, Oh, I'll tell you later. So it's like it's time to go. So they escape Lan and this is where we get a little uh, side thing where Ray Sloan is back at the place where Kanan has subdued her at and someone says Vice Admiral to her and she says not now and then we find out it's the Grand Inquisitor 
and he says, uh, Vice Admiral Ray Sloan, I'm the Grand Emperor's Grand Inquisitor, and I want to tell me, and I want you to tell me everything you know about your hobby. So this is this is uh, showing that the Grand Inquisitor is on the trail of Canaan. Yeah. So I think this this story's taking place like sort of in the middle of season one. It takes I'm place assuming. before they have the like, confrontation on that Stygian Prime prison. I'm not sure. I believe I, I believe so, yeah. I think. It definitely takes place after yeah. the after the Save the Wookiees. Um and I think it takes place before yeah, the prison. Yeah, so they haven't met yet, yeah. Yeah. So he's getting the information here how best to go forward with the plan to catch a cane. So the Jedi Master Death of the Lab and all that, so Yeah, so the information he gets here probably leads into more information, which also leads him in these why he comes yeah, up with the plan to set up. He says in Rebels, he says all the prison. temple archives are still complete. Yeah. yeah. And obviously he was a temple and god. So you see him, you see the reasons why he turns to the dark side in the Darth Vader comic, which is another great comic to do. <laughs> it is, and, yeah. Uh, Very good comic. We go back to, they arrive back on Kala. Gamut Key has set up new identities and, and somewhere to live for the for Keenan's uh, friends, Morphe's or Morphe's ass. Which is a hard thing to say. I can't believe now you pronounce that. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did all right. And, uh, That's how I would say it. Then we find out uh, how Ezra survived. Because obviously he's cornered by stormtroopers and there was no way out. And uh, Ezra says some random guy helped him. And he says, uh, I didn't... Uh, he says, who was it? Kane is like, who was it? He says, oh, I didn't think to ask. And this is where we find out that Cleve and Janus Kazmir are still together. And Janus Kazmir helped Ezra with the stormtroopers. And then uh, Cleve's like, why did you get yourself involved? And uh, this is a nice little thing at the end. This is the last uh, thing. So oh, it just reminded me of someone uh, I used to know. And he's like, who? He's like, oh, no one special. And then you obviously see an image of a young Kanan. And, and that is how the comic ends. Yeah, so it's almost like they sort of helped the little kid out. Like he wants yeah. to help the little kid out. And then those little kids are actually connected. He doesn't know that, but like, but they are. Do you know what I mean? So, sort of by helping this little kid out, not only has he helped that kid out, but he's helped his original little kid out as well. Yeah. At the nice same touch. time. Yeah. So it's just a really, really, really nice touch. And it's good to see that, like, sort of him and Cleve are still, like, Partners, yeah. helping with, obviously, still still scoundrels and stealing for a living and smuggling. But when the choice is there to make the right choice, they will help yeah. a little kid out against um, yeah. some evil troopers. And that brings an end to the uh, comic. It does indeed. Um, so, just to clarify, so we've yeah. been recording for 98 minutes now. Yeah. So, but I've enjoyed it, thoroughly enjoyed it. So, just one thing. Um, sometimes I think this app cuts, the app I record yeah. with cuts out at 100 minutes. So, if it does do that, uh, don't worry. We'll obviously just, uh, we'll just start another yeah. record and I can put them together. So, it won't be a problem, but it, it might sound disjointed if that does happen, guys. But bear with us. Um, so what's your overall thoughts then about just overall of, of, I loved of it I thought it was run? great like uh, I remember reading it I read it first when it first came out in 2015 obviously when we didn't know much about the Rebels crew or anything like that and I just think even even if you haven't watched Rebels you could pick it up and enjoy it but obviously if you watch Rebels it's much more satisfying but yeah it's, it's a very well written comic it's only 12 issues it doesn't feel drawn out every issue has a point because sometimes with comics, sometimes there's certain issues they have to fill. Yeah, filler issues. Yeah, like there's filler, no filler issues. issues in this, and I couldn't, I couldn't recommend them any higher, to be honest. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, I just happen to think that the comic is uh, oh, hasn't cut off. That's good. We've hit 100 yeah. minutes. I was waiting for it to cut off. There. Um, I found like volume one, I thought it was absolutely brilliant in sort of tying up Kanan's, Kanan's yeah. past to the Jedi. And that was absolutely brilliant in Tal Math's story. And it really made us understand Kanan about his connection to the Jedi Council and to the into his master and his what happened during the sixty six. So it really for me it tied Kanan to yeah. Revenge of the Sith very well. And then I found the second volume tied Kanan very well to the Clone Wars series. Yeah. If that makes sense. And obviously both books both books connect really well to Rebels and the modern day time setting. But so that's what I found. I found the first book really connected as well to the sort of the events of Avengers saving King. And then the second to be honest, the story. It was. Yeah, definitely. Um it's one of those ones where like would I like to see it animated? Yeah, yeah, I'm not, Maybe. I'm not saying it shouldn't be. I'm just saying but, if it was, it would make good stories. Yeah. Yeah, oh, they are great stories. Yeah. I said absolutely great books, so it would be it would be really great. Um, makes you think that maybe if like they hadn't been so quick to cancel Clone Wars, they probably could have told yeah. these stories there. Like when when like when Disney like purchased Lucasfilm, obviously Clone yeah. Wars was the first casualty, along with like Lucas Rebels Art was the first thing announced on it. Like well, one of the like, obviously they announced Episode Seven. And then, yeah, yeah, and then Rebels obviously was starting to get work done, but it's just like you could have easily told the story here and then you've already got the voice cast hired for yeah. Kanan and stuff. Do you know what I mean? For for Rebels. I'm sure Freddie Prince couldn't yeah. voice a younger Kanan. Um, but but overall, obviously, they do have all these other mediums. And like I said, I think like this story does suit comic really well. Uh, they had a really solid writing team in Greg Wiseman. Um, the art's brilliant by uh, Laraz and QL. So. Yeah, it's, in my, uh, it's definitely in my top three uh, Star Wars comics. Yeah, I think um, it's probably my top three as well. I think my top three would be not in any order, but this is one of them. Um, I really love the uh, the um, the Darth Charles Vader the yeah. second run. That's my number one. Charles Soul Darth Vader run. Yeah. yeah, that's brilliant. Especially yeah. the Joe Castanew chapter. That was brilliant. Uh, volume, um, which is the second volume, isn't it? I believe from that book. Um, and then I've also found the um, the Paul Dameron comics for me were absolutely brilliant and tying together the sort of adding some sort of uh, story to the yeah. sequel trilogy. Um, it's and, really uh, good. The, uh, my top three is probably Kanan, the second Darth Vader run, and just trying to look through the ones here. To be fair, uh, I did really like. Uh, I like. I like the first Vader. I'm a massive Darth Vader fan, so I like the first Darth Vader run as well. To be fair. Yeah, have I'm you read the third Darth Vader? Yeah, there's only there's only been two issues. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just getting started. Like, but obviously, there's yeah. I'm a bit behind, so because there was another one, wasn't there? Like a one-off in the middle, is that right? There's like a Darth Vader Age of Rebellion um, issue. And, oh, there was another one I've seen in the store, Darth Vader. Darth Visions. Oh, nah, it's not, that, it's that's not the really one, yeah. <laughs> Because it looked the, the cover looked a bit yeah, like yeah, crazy, like it look, yeah, looked a bit psychedelic. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was a vibe I was getting. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Too, I was like, what's too, going on here? Not very good, mate. To be fair. 
<laughs> not very good. Oh well. No, you can't, can't, you can't have it all. We've got a lot of good comics. I didn't like Raiders Dark Visions. To be fair, it was just a bit weird. Yeah. Oh well, it's, it's hard. Like I mean, if you if you're putting teams together, you're creating so much content. Like not all of it's like going to hit everyone. Like, do you know what I mean? No. Yeah. So the uh, the second definitely yeah. is running now, and it's obviously Greg Pack. And yeah, it's good so far. There's only been two issues. There hasn't been there hasn't been much done. The first issue was great because he goes back to all places like uh, Tatooine, and he goes to uh, Padme's apartment and that type of thing. Ah, so uh, good. It's obviously awesome. step between Empire yeah. and Jedi. I, I'll, yeah, I'll have to check that out. But other than that, yeah, they're my top three. I, yeah, I really enjoyed the Kane and stuff. It was great, and uh, I've got really nothing else to add to that. Really. <laughs> yeah, I just think like obviously, I think these these comics are are, are absolutely brilliant. Uh, I think definitely if you if you like Rebels and you love the family family and you. Yeah, yeah, that's your go-to for Star Wars. Definitely pick these books up because I think they'll add so much more story. Um, and do you know, especially when you see what what Kane ends up doing yeah. when he does commit that, it's almost like full circle. Where like, do you know, like in this book, you see sort of Deppa commit the ultimate selfless yeah. sacrifice for our part of one, and then obviously, as we know, in the episode Jedi Knight in season four of Star Wars Rebels. Kane and then commits the ultimate self-sacrifice yeah. act to yeah. save his found family. Um, so yeah, I think like again, poetry, and it is tragedy, but it also gives hope because that act then leads that that team. You know I mean, like Deborah's sacrifice led Kane and on to helping the rebels, and then Kane and self-sacrifice, which is tragic as well, leads that rebel cell on to. Do you know I mean do good things and take out yeah. Admiral Thrawn, really? Um, so again, sort of selfless acts that offer the greater good and do do create yeah. hope in this galaxy. Um, not just deaths for the sake of deaths. Um and again goes back that I've just said Star Wars support read, obviously like Deadman does it in this comic and it shows you that. That's why I'm glad we get this story. And it means when you see Kane and Mirror and do the same thing, it has that a lot more meaning. Yeah. Um and I think it shows in that moment he's probably thinking like, "Do you know what it is like? That this for me, and I'm I'm, I'm yeah. doing this for these guys, and I'm to- and I'm yeah. totally at peace with that." Um, so I think it is like very very powerful. Um, it's funny I just want to mention them. So I had a, uh, I've got a friend who listens to the show called Kelly, and uh, she's been watching Star Wars Rebels, and uh, she's just watching season four now, and uh, she sent me a picture through the week of uh, of. Uh, uh, um, Kanan and Hera kiss that happens yeah. in season four, and she was like, Finally, and then like using all these like emojis, like the hands raised, the praying hands, and stuff, and like the thumbs up and stuff. And I was like, Yep, and I was yeah. thinking, no, I'm not gonna tell her. And then, like, and then literally during this broadcast, like as we've been recording, she just messages saying, Uh, she just put uh, oh, I'm big OMG, just watched the episode yeah. called Jedi Knight, and I just put. Oh, sad face, and then she just sent me loads of crying faces. And I was like, "That's why I didn't say much when you sent yeah. that picture the other day." And she just put, "I'm, yeah. de- I'm devastated." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just put, "So was I." Um, so, but don't worry, Kelly, because his self-sacrifice, his selfless act, will be worth it in yeah. this fight against evil. Um, I think that brings the end of the episode. Uh, you know, to be fair, I don't think. 
I don't even no, know if it's much else. Um, I think obviously Disney Plus yeah. launched in the UK. Um, I'm enjoying it quite a lot. Uh, I think the interface is really easy to use, which I was something I was worried about. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying the content. Not just I've been watching stuff from the nineties. I've been watching the Mighty Ducks, the uh, <laughs> the cool runnings and that type of thing. Yeah. There's loads of stuff on there. I've noticed. Uh, we watch one called like, you know, my fiance Louise is like, oh, have you watched the Ice Princess? I was like, what's the Ice Princess? Like, I don't watch like the stupid yeah. Disney princess movie. Like, no, no, not saying that they're stupid, but just yeah. in my opinion, they are sometimes. But uh, it was actually really cool. Like uh, about this about this. Um, girl who's a bit of a nerd at high school and she learns how to become a yeah, figure right, skater yeah. type thing it was yeah. really quite a cool quite a cool human story I enjoyed it and like I said the ice skating scenes were filmed quite well so that was a hidden gem I didn't even know it was on there but I yeah. had all my fun watching it um, where can I people find at, you on social uh, media Ian? at Star Wars Ian on lowercase on Twitter and on Instagram that's where you can find me awesome um, so you can find me uh, at Pete Hitman Heart on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Bores Star. So it's just Star Bores Reversed. Um, and you can also find the podcast on Facebook and Instagram uh, at Star Bores Podcast. Um, so check us out on there and interact with us there. We, we also have an email address, uh, starborspodcast at gmail.com. Anyone's got any questions or wants to chat Star Wars, you can get in touch with us through that as well. Um, we now have a tea public store up, so if you just want to, uh, if you go to our Facebook page, you can get the link through there. But we've got some cool T-shirts available with our uh, brand new logo available on, which the logo is awesome. I love it, and that was done by uh, Adam Clark, who has a, a clothing label called uh, Black Spell Clothing. So you should check them out as well. Uh, they do some really cool stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it's the end of the episode. Um, thanks very much for coming on, Ian. I've really appreciated you coming on. Uh, you basically like the I don't know. Yeah, you're a big part of the podcast, so I appreciate you spending time coming on. Uh, makes my life and job Cheers, a lot easier. Very much. So I love coming on. It's great. Yeah, well, there's going to be more. Obviously, not going to be now, but there's definitely some more comics I want to review with you, and some more novels. And then, obviously, I think once coronavirus dies down, I, f- I think we'll get more Star Wars news. Hopefully, um, obviously, there's, yeah, there's bigger yeah. fish to fry at the minute yeah. for the world. Um, but yeah, um, so thanks for coming on. I see you, mate. It, it, like you're, you're a pleasure and you're definitely going to be on in the future going to be on loads more um, everyone who's listening thanks for listening um, making sure you stay safe guys like maintain that social distancing it's important like make sure you're washing your hands all the time only go out if you if you need to um, like I said I know staying in is a pain but like I said going by these Kane and comics going by those Star Wars novels get reading because a lot of the content's really really good Uh, But that's it from us, guys. Uh, May the force be with you.